Radio. Know Thyself, a talk given by Archbishop Julian Porteous. Could I just say, uh, myself too, I'm, I'm really pleased. I'm, I'm very um, happy. I consider this very important. Um, <clears throat> I think as, as Tim, Tim Clare both said, you know, I have a certain role which at times can be a lot of leadership decisions or uh, working at the more um, sort of formal level in uh, the Archdiocese and the various agencies of the Archdiocese. But I often feel that um, that's not my real job. Uh, I have to do it. (laughs) I've got to run the Catholic Church, if you like, in Tasmania. But at my heart, I I became a priest my interest is is in people and in serving people and engaging with 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 people so I'm really delighted to have this opportunity uh, each year now I hope we can continue it each year and I, just to be with you um, in this in these days uh, we call the reflection day and um, I, I, I think that and Tim mentioned it already but I think reflection is um, is very very important that all of us um, get engaged in the immediate to the demands of the moment in the pressures that we're working under uh, we, we get uh, caught up in the things we have to do and and uh, Reflection, I, I see, is uh, what we're doing today. Just standing back a bit from um, from all the things that, that preoccupy us, and if you like, one sense, looking at the bigger picture. And I'm hoping that um, today will be fruitful in terms of just um, having some time to look um, at things more globally, but also I think to look at at in things in terms of what are the deeper motivations, the purposes, what are we actually doing, what am I about in my work, my various, the various roles you have in Catholic care. So I really hope that this day will be, um, will be fruitful if it generates some personal reflections, some thoughts, some consideration of things. I think that's good. I think that's, that's good, particularly at that more personal level. Because um, today is going to be looking at um, the human person, um, I'll do that a little bit in more detail in, in a second presentation, but uh, I thought it's good to begin if we just have some time to reflect. Is there a picture up there? There is. Um, that's uh, Socrates, and he's reflecting. You know, so, <laughs> so that's what we <laughs> we're doing this morning. And there's that line which I'll refer to later on: "Know thyself." Um, uh, we'll talk. I'll talk a little bit about the philosophers shortly. But this, this is a little about what we're doing today: knowing thyself, looking at myself at depth, if you like. Um, I think this is always very, very important. You know, we we live in a time where there are um, not only the demands of work, but I'm conscious in Catholic care of, of changes afoot, and these can be destabilising or or um, at times even a little bit discouraging. Uh, if I could just share with you, I met uh, recently with the Premier. We just sat, I, I just was keen to catch up and we just sat down and just had a, a free-flowing conversation. So I said to him, look, there's no... I'm not going in with any particular agenda. I always feel the politicians feel anybody who wants to have a meeting with them has got something they want to get from them. Um, And I said, well, I did have a few things I want to get from them. (laughs) It wasn't as though I was coming in with a a pressing agenda. I just wanted to talk to him and just talk to him a bit about 
how he was going, how we were going, and, and how we were working together in various things. And in the course of that, um, I mentioned to him um, the fact that uh, Catholic Care had lost the um, humanitarian services uh, area, it had been gone to another um, provider. And he was really personally shocked and disappointed. You know, he, he didn't know about it. Uh, and and uh, and course, I've been aware of the fact that he'd been along to a number of our events. He, he was, yeah, and, and he was very aware of the work that we were doing. I know he and I had spoken a number of times about the work that we were doing in, in this in this area, and um, we were talking a lot about you know helping um, migrants, refugee people to settle in and stay in Tasmania. We were talking about that and talking about things we were doing to try to enable people to not only come here and be settled but to stay. And so we're talking a lot about that. And so he was very aware, and I think he was. Um, personally very supportive of the work that we were doing in this area and then when he heard that we'd lost the the contract he was he was quite personally disappointed uh, to learn that so uh, apart from anything else it, it does say that um, you know if you like at the highest levels in the state the work of Catholic care is very valued very much appreciated and uh, and uh, certainly I know from my working with government uh, officials in various capacities, uh, particularly politicians, that um, they are very conscious of the contribution that Catholic Care makes to the welfare of Tasmanians, 15,000, as Tim mentioned, that we directly interact with. Um, so we are you know, an important contributor, you are an important contributor to the, the life and the well-being of Tasmanians, and uh, and so that 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 was a great disappointment to lose to lose that. Uh, as was said, I think in both by both Claire and Tim, one of the things that uh, I believe that is important is that we are far more than just a social service provider. It is ultimately the spirit that animates what we do that makes our work distinctive and makes our work appreciated they realise we're not just in it to get a job done, we really do seek to serve and care for and nurture people. And uh, that's, I think that's the great quality that I recognise in Catholic Care and what makes me, as Archbishop, very proud of the work that, that Catholic Care does in, in Tasmania. So I'm hoping this day is, is one sense oriented towards continuing to nurture that spirit that is in Catholic care that does make it distinctive, that does uh, make it highly respected uh, in so many circles ar around Tasmania. If I could say um, today too that I always like to see this day as a, an opportunity to be with you and so if any time during the day you have anything you want to check with me, talk to me about or mention to me, Feel free to do so, especially have a cup of coffee or whatever. I'd be very happy to, uh, to talk to you. At the end of the day, too, if anybody has any particular questions, maybe there's some issues. I know up in Launceston, um, uh, a couple of issues were raised, which I think were very, uh, I was very pleased that they were raised because uh, it gave me a chance of explaining something, maybe something from the point of view of the Catholic Church's approach to some issue or so on. So if you have any questions that you would like to raise maybe at the very end of the day we could do that and I'd be very happy to uh, to answer and I'd really like to see myself as being with you during the day and uh, just av available to you. Uh, as, I, as I said today is um, 
a day for reflection and uh, we've chosen this theme this time on just looking at the human person. So I'd like to uh, begin the day just by posing some questions, just to kind of kind of kick off the personal reflection, just to kind of get the, the grey matter working in a particular way, a particular direction. Um, and so I, I suppose, you know, there's this idea of know thyself. Another way of putting it is to simply say, who am I? Now, I don't know whether you've asked that question or you've yeah, maybe every now and again it's kind of come across the, the screen in one way or another. Um, but just this question of, let's just stop for a moment and think, actually, who am I? What, what am I about? What, how do I understand myself, my life, my purpose, my, my direction? Um, <clears throat> you know, these, these are questions that sometimes, some of the younger people we, we discovered in Launceston uh, haven't kind of gone there yet and, and maybe today you want to go there or maybe you feel well, it's too hard to, to address but, but I think all of us in one way or another kind of have moments, maybe there are particular moments in life where this happens, it may be, it may be in adolescence in terms of getting direction for life, you know, what career am I going to take on and, and different things that I want to achieve in my life, particular, uh, and often young people have great ideals for what they want to do with their life and make, uh, make a difference, make, make, bring real value uh, to their existence, not just floating along through things, but actually wanting to actively contribute. I think the fact that you're working in Catholic care probably says that you've already decided I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to contribute. I'm going to work for the good of others. I'm going to see if I can, my life and my gifts and my, my abilities can actually help people who are in need. And that's, that's a very wonderful thing. That's a, a great motivation. And it says a lot about you. I'm not living for myself. I'm not just focused on what I can get out of life, but I really want to see if I can do something for the good of others. Uh, and that, again, is, a, I think, a, a great and very noble uh, approach that we take to life. Um, but it, it, we can ask ourselves uh, questions. Maybe there are moments. Um, adolescence is one. Maybe another one. I, I don't know about the uh, midlife crisis. Maybe that's another time when when people uh, reach a certain stage. They've set off on their career. They've moved, moved through. They've achieved certain things. They've got to a, a certain level and suddenly they stop and say, well, what's, where am I going from here? Is that it? Uh, or do I just keep going where I'm going, or should I take a new direction in life? Um, uh, Tim and I were talking at the beginning, uh, because I'm, I'm just going to share my own. I don't know if it's a midlife crisis or not, but I'm going to share my midlife crisis anyway. <laughs> I didn't go out and buy a sports car or, or a Harley Davidson, but uh, when, I was, um, when I came to the age of 49, um, I was actually also coming up to, I was at 24 years a priest. So the next year were two significant milestones in my life. I was going to be 50 years old and I was going to be 25 years a priest. And uh, I just found myself wanting to, um, to take the opportunity to stand back a bit, to look at the journey so far, to see what has happened has in fact happened, what has actually unfolded in my life, the, the direction my life had taken 
Um, particularly for me, it was the 25 years of my priesthood, so if you like, my career, where my career had taken me. And, uh, and then I was thinking, where do I go now? Um, is it going to be this, this direction that seems to be clear at this particular moment in my life? Should I just then settle on this particular path uh, for the next 25 years or whatever it may be. So, um, so I decided um, to, uh, to I'd actually, <laughs> another thing I did, but I shouldn't say this, but another thing I did was decided to write my biography. So I, I sat down and actually wrote uh, my story for 25 years. I just re recorded my life, dragged out my diaries, dragged out my... Um, and my passports to see what, what, what year I was in, what country, you know, and put it all together in a story. But anyhow, that's, an, that's, that's another story. But the other thing I did was I decided I was going to go on a walk. Um, I was going to walk to a place called Santiago de Compostela. Maybe many of you have heard of the Camino de Santiago. Uh, Santiago is in Spain. Traditionally, it's the burial place of the Apostle James, so Peter, James, and John. So the second of the Apostles, James, is where James was. He was killed in Jerusalem, but his body was eventually taken to northern Spain and buried there. And during the time of the um, of the Islamic control of Spain, it became a very important point of um, of gathering the Christians in the northern part of Spain. Um, around the faith and and in the middle middle ages it became a very important uh, place of pilgrimage um, and 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 so it became one of the great things to do for Christians was to make this journey to walk to uh, to Santiago de Compostela so I decided to walk I decided to start at a place called St John Pierre de Paul which is at the base of the Pyrenees in France so I made my way there I went by myself actually I hopped on the plane carrying what I would carry for the, for the next period of time because I just had everything in my pack, backpack and um, so made my way to, Santiago, to, to uh, St. John Pierre de Port and then walked. Uh, it's 800 kilometres uh, and it took me 30 days to, to do the walk. Um, and what I was doing was I was actually carrying with me a question that I was going to give to St. James and expected an answer. If I'd gone to all this trouble and walked all this distance, I expect St. James would come good with an answer. And my question was basically, as I looked at my journey so far, is where I am now where I'm going to be? So what, what had happened was I'd been involved in a range of things, but at that particular moment, a lot of doors had seemed to close and I was a parish priest in Dulwich Hill in Sydney. And I was very happy being a parish priest, I had no problem about it whatsoever. But was, the question in my mind was, do I now just settle down and be a parish priest for the rest of my life? Um, because I'd had some other, explored some other avenues, some other areas of work, um, but they just seemed to all close down. And so I was just back being a parish priest. So anyhow, carried that thought, that question, that prayer with me, all the way to Santiago de Compostela. And then when you get to the great cathedral there, uh, behind the altar is the, the tomb of St. James, and you can have to walk by in single file. There's a lot of pilgrims, so you can't stay very long. So I got there, and I just said, right, so St. James, there's my question. <laughs> Put it there. And then uh, got up and walked away. As I walked away, I just had a very simple thing just came upon me. 
and that would say, everything will be okay. So as I walked away, I said, all right, all right. I think that was a sort of an answer. The answer was I would just uh, go back, be a parish priest the rest of my life. So that was fine. I was happy with that. I felt that was right. So all will be well kind of idea. <clears throat> Anyhow, I went back to Sydney, and, uh, and then probably about a year later, I got a phone call from the Archbishop of Sydney at the time to say, I'm appointing you as rector of the Seminary of the Good Shepherd to train priests, you see. That was right out of the blue. I had no aspirations to do, to do that sort of work whatsoever. So I thought, well, that's kind of, kind of mucked up the system a bit. I was going to be a parish priest, now I'm going to be a rector, so I'll be a rector of a seminary for, uh, for three years uh, and, then, and then, uh, then probably another three years after that, so six years, then I'll go back to being a parish priest. So I thought it was just a little sidetrack that'll get me back, you see. So then I was rector of the seminary, then I got a phone call this time from the Apostolic Nuncio, who's the Pope's representative in Australia, and he rang me to say the Pope, at that stage Pope John Paul II, has appointed you as Auxiliary Bishop of Sydney. So that kind of killed the idea of being a parish priest anymore. You know? and, and then uh, a bit over four years ago, I got another phone call uh, from the Apostolic Nuncio who wanted to see me in Canberra, tell me that I've been appointed Archbishop of, of Hobart. Now, what I, what I smile about in all of that is that, that, that I was there wondering about my future. And, uh, and then and I think at that stage... God was kind of smiling at me too as I came out after the see St. James. And he said, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. Not the way I thought. You know, things took a very different direction. But what I also felt as things unfolded was it's okay. It was even okay coming down to, Ho down, down to Hobart. And I think it has been okay. Uh, but anyhow, that was my little midlife crisis. That was, but I think that happens, doesn't it? At times in our life, we're making major decisions. We stop and stand back. So, what am I about? What is in my heart? What what do I want to do? How do I want to to take my life forward? You know, and we times at times make very significant decisions about the direction of life, a job we take, uh, we might move into state, whatever it might be. You know, these these are moments when we do think, what is my life about? And I think the the deeper issues are. Are very uh, very important, and I think in the end, all of us, don't we, in some way during life, ask that question: What is my life about? What do uh, why am I even why am I doing the things I'm doing? Um, and so that's what today is about: just depthing that a bit, exploring that a bit within ourselves, because I think the more we are in touch with that reality, that, that deeper motivation, that deeper inspiration to who we are and what we're about, the more our energies can be directed towards it, the more, too, we can see purpose and value and significance in the things that we do. That's, you know, in Catholic, it's not just a job, is it? It's, it's a calling, it's a, it's a desire, it's a passion, it's, a, it's, it's, it's something which, uh, f something comes deep from within us that inspires what we do. What is that thing that's inside me, that's inspiring me in, in what I do? So, some questions, like, <clears throat> exactly what are we as human beings? What makes us different as human beings from, from other 
expressions of life on earth, particularly, I suppose, the animal world. I'm sure, like all of you, you've been watching with absolute fascination the work of uh, Richard Attenborough, you know, seeing, I mean, it's just extraordinary, isn't it? It's just wonderful world that he's been able to open up to us uh, in, in the, uh, the life of the animals. But what makes us different uh, to, to the animals? Uh, <clears throat> Just what is it inside us as human beings that we have that is distinguishable? I think a question that, that, um, that maybe at times we, that maybe something comes up. Why am I here? Where did I come from? Why, why, why was I born in, in Australia? Probably most of us were. Why am I living in Tasmania and not in Afghanistan, not in Syria, not in Myanmar? You know, that's, that's always a very difficult question to answer, isn't it? You know, and to realise the, the good fortune that has been ours, the opportunity that's been ours. But this whole question of where have I come from? And then flowing on from that, then what is the purpose? What, what, um, what is my life really about in the end? Where does my life go in the end? So they're, um, they're a bit deep <laughs> uh, questions, but in one way or another as human beings, we ask them. We explore them, we reflect upon them. Maybe it's just momentarily every now and again something happens, some experience we have causes us to stop and think. Um, and often I suppose we just go on with life and, and the daily demands. But today I'd just like to encourage you to have some moments to, uh, to reflect on, on this. Uh, <clears throat> when we look at who we are as human beings, um, what is it that is the central motivation to our existence? You know, I'm sure most of you have studied Freud. Freud's got his views. <laughs> I don't know how many people buy into Freud's view that basically, you know, there's the, the ego, the superego, and the id, and then there's this kind of sexual energy that drives everything we're about. Is that the way we see, or do we sense I wouldn't see myself, I wouldn't analyse myself in, in that particular way? And of course, the other big theory that's around that's very, that's very popular and, and, and widely accepted, the, the Darwin's theory of evo evolution. Are we just part of an evolutionary process? We're just kind of in that evolutionary process that, um, that to kind of ask the question is, is, is that is there just some kind of evolutionary process of work we just happen to be in, in it at this point in time, that we weren't in it 5,000 or 10,000 years ago or whatever? Uh, and is, does evolution explain, uh, particularly if it's kind of just a blind evolution just unfolding, and is it just the survival of the fittest? Is that just, or can we transcend the limits of our, of our circumstances and situations? You know, that just kind of understanding the human person, what, what makes us who we are. So that's what I'd like to um, propose uh, to you today. Initially just to um, have a little bit of time to reflect and think if you're happy just to 
stop. I, I, I find I'm quite happy sometimes just to stop and think. If you're happy just to do that for a few minutes now. Um, maybe that um, statement on the board, know thyself. Um, it, it's actually also, that, that phrase is actually written on a... Um, at, at the Temple of Apollo in Delphi in, in uh, Greece. And it's, it was seen as capturing the essence of uh, the, the philosophy which developed in Greece, which really is at the foundation of, um, of Western philosophy. Uh, and, and these um, philosophers um, felt that they wanted to... Put that down on this uh, this temple of Apollo as a way of saying that this is the great human enterprise. You know, we live our life, but it's actually to know ourselves and to actually engage effectively in life. This this developing a knowledge of ourselves is uh, is is a key question, and it's really the touchstone of our approach to philosophy in the Western tradition. So I think we've got some questions there, um, which is more just what I'm going to say. So who are we as human beings? What makes us different? As I reflect, where did I come from? What, what ultimately do I sense is the meaning, the purpose of my existence? Where am I going? What's going to be the outcome? of my life, uh, my destiny. That was Archbishop Julian Porteous with Know Thyself. This talk was given at the Catholic Care Retreat Day in Tasmania. And for more talks, interviews and shows, visit cradio.org.au.